Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. For more information about us, visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. Now, family, can I just speak to you like family today? Can we just be like, can this just be like a really big living room and we're kind of just sitting around and, and kind of just sharing some things with you? If, is, is that all right if we, if we don't get uh, theologically, if we don't go into the whole theology of a, of a parable today and break it down and get all crazy and get into the Hebrew and the Greek? And Is it all right if we kind of just talk today, if I just share something, some things that are on my heart? Is that all right? Amen? Because, um, see, these last couple of weeks, if, if, if you don't know, uh, we've been, wow, we've been on such a tight, you know, on a, on a tight budget with this new project. And, and right now, you know, we're a two-year-old church and we have two locations and it's crazy. And we have this incredible warehouse over on St. Peter's, just a, two stops away. And it's, it seems to get bigger to me every time I go there to do something. It gets bigger and bigger. And every time I finish one little thing, I look around and it seems like the walls got farther away and there's more to do. And it's just, I have to tell you, this has been one of the biggest, definitely the biggest building project that I've ever been a part of. Forget about being in charge of. This has been the biggest, biggest building project that I have ever been. Thank you, brother in charge of and i have to tell you that it continually it 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 it's been a roller coaster ride for me it it gets me it has brought me to the point so many times where i'm just so overwhelmed that i just want to quit and run back over here to beach avenue and say you know what this place ain't too bad yeah the stairs are a little high yeah we're a little tight so what we're family we we just get closer you know, so what? You know, make room, make room, pick up your bag and, and squeeze in. And, you know, we can we can fit another 50, 60 people in here. We can still grow. And and I've gotten to the point. It's brought me to the point where I'm just overwhelmed, where I just want to quit. I, I'm just being open with you today. Is that all right? Where I just want to quit. And it's been at every time that I got to the point where I'm just right at the end, where, where I, I don't want to go there anymore. God allows me to see his hand at work. Like, all of a sudden, for that moment, God does stuff in slow motion and allows me to catch his hand at work. And I get excited again. And I get, and I get encouraged again. Amen? Now, now, don't get me wrong. I know that God is in control. I know that God's in charge. I know that he's the master planner, that he's the master architect. I know that he drew those plans. I know that he continues to grant favor in the hearts of so many people involved along the way. I know that he's the master builder. I know all of that. But sometimes, a lot of times, when I'm there by myself with one other person, and, 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 and when I'm there and, I, and when I put up one more piece of sheetrock 
and throw the dozen or, or so screws into that piece of sheetrock. And I say, wow, okay, that, that wall is done. But then I turn and this whole wall is still not done. And there's still, you know, 26 pieces of sheetrock waiting in a pile for me to pick up with, with one of you, with, you know, with one volunteer that comes to help me. And we put that piece up and to screw in all. The, and when I start getting blisters and cuts and scrapes and, and it's, it's hard. Anybody get there sometimes? And it's hard to see, to, to know Jehovah Jireh, my provider, is there every step of the way. When I get kind of overwhelmed, it's when, when you're in the middle of all of this, when I know that there's still 56 more pieces of sheetrock to put up, and all of that has to be uh, spackled, and all of it has to be taped, and all of that has to be sanded, and then all of that has to be primed, and then all of that has to be painted. You get so overwhelmed. That it's hard to see God when there's still so much to do. It's hard to see God in the middle of all of this mess. How many of you know I'm not just talking about the building anymore? Right? Anybody? Good. There's two, three of us. Amen. It's just for us today. It's so... It's not, it's not easy to, to, to see God in the middle of this mess, in the middle of all that you have to do. And so I have to tell you, two weeks ago, I was having one of those weeks. I was feeling the pressure of working under such a tight budget, and it seemed that every time I just went to go get a couple of supplies, the bill was 380 and 560 And the other day I went to buy plumbing, just some pipes, and the bill was 980 and I said, oh God, and, and I said, this is just pipes. This is not stuff that to make things pretty or to make it fancy. This is ugly pipe that goes in the walls or under the floors that nobody's even going to see. How do I tell everybody that I spend $980 in pipes? They're going to say, where? Where are they? Where did you spend 900 you know, and I kept getting this, this overwhelming thing like, you're going over budget. You're not going to have enough money. You're not going to complete it. You're not going to be able to do it. And I keep telling people I want to be in there by Christmas. And I keep getting this voice saying, you're, you can't do it by Christmas. You can't be in there. You can't make it. And, and it's so hard to see that Jehovah Jireh when, when you're trying to carry this whole load. And then God gives me these incredible pictures. Joe, would you, would you come up for a moment? Grab that, Larry. You know, you ever had a, you've probably, all of you have done this. You're doing something. You, you have to get something to somewhere, right? And, and you have to, let's say these, these two guys have to carry this, this huge load to, to, and they have to get it someplace. And one of their little kids comes along. I want to help daddy. I want to help. I want to help daddy. I can do it. I can do it, right? And the little kid is like, ah, ah. And, and as a good dad, you know he's not doing anything. You know nothing, nothing. He's making faces and workouts and, oh, oh, oh. Am I doing good, daddy? Am I doing good? And, and, and if you're a good daddy, you're like, yeah, good son, good son. You can stay right here. Right? Good, good job, good job. Oh, thanks. You really helped me. But you know that he's too weak to make any difference you know that he's not strong enough that he's if anything he's slowing you down right god has been showing me throughout this project that sometimes i'm that little kid <laughs> sometimes and 
And it, it overwhelms me because I'm, I'm pushing so hard and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, get in there and trying to, wow, that's messed up. My shoulders don't even, <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, move over here, move over here. I'm trying to come back, right? help me out, work with me here, you know, and I'm trying to like, I want to help. I want to, I'm doing so much, you know, and I want to tell people, oh, I want to put back on my face. Oh, I'm so exhausted. Oh, I'm working so I'm killing myself building this. I'm killing myself. I'm doing so much. And, and God is saying, stop, stop trying to get the attention. You're just this little kid. It's my load. It's my load. Amen? Thank you, guys. And so he shows me that sometimes I'm that little kid. I'm stressing, and, and, but he's carrying all the weight. Most of the time, I'm probably even just slowing him down. But he loves me so much that he lets me act like I'm doing something. He loves me so much that, that he slows his roll down and say, okay, come on. You can help me get this over there. I can just wish it over there and it'll be there. But, but okay, let's take a week and let you do it your way so that you could be excited that you move this over there. Because I love you that much. And, and in that, God is showing me because he told me also that sometimes I'm one of the adults, believe it or not. Sometimes I'm one of those adults and I have to look down and see and, and look back and say, oh man, this person really wants to help and this person wants to, and you know, a lot of times I get people over at the church, okay, I'm here to help. And I'm like, all right, what can you do? Oh, nothing. <laughs> uh, you ever painted before? No. You ever, you know how to spackle, right? What spackle? <laughs> you know, just grab the hawk and, what's a hawk? You know, and, and. I'm like, oh, okay. And so uh, a lot of you know I've taught you how to spackle, amen? That's my spackle crew. And, and it's, it's awesome because, you know, God has shown me sometimes you're the adult and sometimes you could probably do it quicker, but you need to stop and, and let them help. And, and let them and encourage them and encourage them to be a part of this thing and encourage them to do something because when they walk into that church and they see that one line of screws that, that's a little lumpy <laughs> there's a couple of those walls guys not quite as smooth as it should be see like for, for those of you who don't understand this is, this is probably not one piece of sheetrock this is a piece of sheetrock and this is a piece of sheetrock and somewhere along here there's a line where they're divided but when you, when you get real good at this you know you, you put some tape along that line and then you spackle and then it, it usually takes three or four layers of spackle before you get that covered enough where you don't see the line anymore and then you gotta come with sandpaper and smooth it out until it's there's no line right here there's probably a line but we don't see it what am i talking about this is not even sheetrock but you understand what i'm talking about right and so the whole point is so in some of the walls you know i see a little you know there's a little lump but that's all right amen you guys will still go to church if there's a couple of little right because see we know when we look at that we say man okay it might not be but i did that amen but we, we spackled that, right? One time we had a whole girl team of spacklers just spackling rooms left and right. All girls. All women. They were just spackling happy. So, see, sometimes I'm the adult and I have to slow down. But the bottom line in that whole picture that God is showing me is that I am never alone. I'm never alone. He says, I'm always with you. I will, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And you are never alone. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. I hope this is blessing somebody today. See, I said in the beginning, sometimes God lets me catch his, a glimpse of his hands at work. And, and let, let me explain that to you. He, he reminds me that it's his thing and that it's his purpose and that it's his plan. See, two weeks ago when I went through that really hard week, there was a lot of people that week that they told me, man, right after Sunday, you know, after Sunday we get real emotional, right? Man, we, we get excited after worship, after preaching. Sometimes we hear the word, God touches us, and, and we want to just volunteer for everything, right? And so, so many of you, and I'm, I don't want to make you feel bad, so please just let this go. Say, point at somebody else and say it's about you. But after a Sunday, we come and say, oh, pastor, I'm going to be there this week. I'm going to help you spackle. We're going to do that church in one week. You know, all the emotions are stirred up, right? And so, silly me, sometimes I believe that, you know, and, and I wait Monday, you know, I go, I open the gates, and I tell my partner that's always with me, no, I got like two or three people coming today. And he looks at me, because I guess he's just, he's more wise in his ways, you know, he looks at me and goes, Dito. <laughs> okay, okay, let's just start doing this until you're, the people get here, okay? And it'd be two, three, four o'clock, and we're still alone. And, and it was one of those weeks, it was about two weeks ago, it was one of those weeks where, man, <clears throat> nobody showed up that week except, except I have one usual that always comes. My man Israel, I don't want to shout him out and make him embarrassed, but he shows up on his days off faithfully. Thank you, brother. But it was one of those weeks. Just, we, we were exhausted. And that week I had, that Sunday coming, I had somebody preaching, one of the guest speakers that we just had. And so I was there, so I didn't even take a day off to, to, to read and to study and prepare. I said, I'm just going to work all week over there. And by Friday, I got to tell you, I was so exhausted. And that entire week, all we were doing was electrical. Now, you might not know a lot about electrical, but you know that you don't see electrical. Electrical is in the walls, right? So we're working all week. I'm coming home late. I'm coming home tired. I'm exhausted. And come Friday, I look around and the entire place still looks the same. There's nothing more discouraging than working on something for a long time and it's still looking the same after an entire week of work. Anybody been in a marriage like that? Anybody been in relationships like that? Anybody had struggles like that where you've been working on something for such a long time and you still don't see anything different by the end of the, of the season? And it gets discouraging, doesn't it? And so by Friday, I felt like that little kid who was working so hard to help, and, but all of the effort made no difference whatsoever. And needless to say, I was a little discouraged. I try to enjoy with my, my wife, my weekend with my wife. I try to enjoy my wife on the weekend, same thing. I try to enjoy my, my weekend with my wife who's been so supportive through all this and just, you know, whatever I need to do, she's just encouraging me and telling me, hey, we're going to do it and it's going to be all right. But she knew I wasn't, I just wasn't there. She knew I was, I was spent. I was, I was done. By Friday, I just felt like, man, it, 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 anybody ever feel like quitting? Anybody ever feel like just giving up? Like, man, this marriage is too much work. This relationship is too much work. This being, being a, a, a step-in dad or being a father, this is just too much work. This job I'm in, it's just too much work. Anybody ever feel like just quitting? And so, so that, that, was, that was Friday. That's how I was feeling Friday. Now, let's, we, we come to Sunday. We have an awesome service. Sunday, man, all right, I get excited. Come Monday. After this horrendous week, 
come Monday, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I pray in my head and I'm saying, God, all right, you gotta, we can do this. I know at least me and Jose, my partner's gonna be there and we're gonna, we're gonna do something this weekend. I'm trying to psych myself up and I'm trying to pray and ask for God, you know, ask God for direction and I'm saying, God, we're gonna do this. Something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. And so my kids are in the car. I'm dropping the kids off at school. And as I'm dropping the kids off at school, I get a phone call. And my partner calls me. He says, George, where are you? I said, I'm just dropping the kids off. I'll be right there because the kids go to school right around where the church is. I said, I'll be right there. He tells me, you don't understand. You got to get over here really quickly. There's a whole bunch of people here with tools and materials, and they're going off in every direction. And I said, so I ran over there, you know. I, I just jetted over there, and I got over there. When I got there, there was a team putting in the storefront glass, new glass doors, a whole storefront. There was a team doing that. I, I looked to the back. There was a team tearing down the old bathrooms that I wanted totally demolished, but I knew that was going to take us so much time and work and effort. There was a team tearing that down. There was a team building an emergency exit in the back of the church, which we needed to have an emergency exit on both sides. There was, there was a there was a team um, tearing down the bathrooms. There was a team building the last few rooms on the design plan, which I thought they had forgot. I thought they weren't going to come back. But I figured they did so much, I'm not going to be a pain and tell them, hey, you forgot you know, these two rooms after they'd done so much for us. But here they were building the Monday, and they're building the, uh, a kid's bathroom that we're building in the children's church. The children are going to have their own little kitty toilet and kitty sink. Amen? So they don't got to cross the sanctuary in front of everybody during children's church. They're going to have their own little bathroom. And here they were building that thing. And there they were, there they were building a, a floor-to-ceiling utility closet that I thought they had forgot about. And, and here they were, the building. They were building the last classrooms and, and putting all this together all there on Monday. They were there all day Monday working, working. I, I couldn't focus. I was just walking around like bubble. Just I, I didn't know what to do. I'd pick up a spackle and... Because there's so many people. There were all these teams. There was about six or seven, you know, groups just working everywhere, doing all this stuff. And all of them had a picture in their hands of the plan that, that, that God had me draw. And they're all, you know, they pull this out of their pockets and they're like, oh no, the FPA, the FPA. Okay, okay, okay. And, and, and they're building and I'm like, yeah. I said, look at these. These are, they're walking around with my plans. Building. And I, I was overwhelmed again, but in a good way. Amen? And so they were there all day Monday. They returned. And the, the foreman is a little Portuguese guy named Manny. Real great guy. I don't know why he likes me, but he likes me. He says, listen, we're going to be here all day today, all day Tuesday also. Oh, my God. Two days. We could build two churches with this team. I mean, they're good. They're that good. They just put up walls and frame like with a quickness, right? And so... Tuesday, they're working all day Tuesday. By the middle of the day, they're almost done all of their projects on Tuesday. Manny turns to me and goes, hey, do uh, you want me to frame the new bathrooms? I said, okay. You know, I nodded. I said, sure. He put two guys and they framed out. the whole, Our whole new bathrooms are framed already. For the, you know, framing means they put the studs and they build the, the studs that go inside the walls, they frame. And as he was framing it, he said, wait, wait, your design here, you didn't take an account for this pillar and this corner. Why don't we just put the door here and make this bathroom even bigger? And I said, I think the ladies would love that. <laughs> Amen? That was the men's bathroom on the plans, but we switched it. I made it the ladies' bathroom. 
Because I said, my ladies will love me for this. It's a big bathroom. I could put two mirrors on each side and, and three stalls and double sinks and, and pretty lighting for them. And, and I'll have to chase them out of there or just put a speaker in there so they can hear the word in there. And so he, he does it, you know, he, he changes the design and he frames it and, and he, he did it. And in, in two days, the old bathrooms were demolished. They were cinder block bathrooms. Anybody that knows, that's work. These, these poor little Portuguese and Mexican guys where they were hammers, pa, pa, and just tearing this whole thing down. It took a whole day with this team. Not only did they demolish it completely, but then they took all the garbage with them. I mean, you know, that costs money to get rid of junk and rock and took it all with them in one day all that was done <clears throat> the emergency exit they opened it they put it in a beautiful door that we just you know it has the panic button you push and you're out into the should anything catch fire because i did all the electric so that's good to have and and so the last classroom was framed out the closet was framed out the kids bathrooms the new glass entrance was put in we got two double doors that we're going to put the nice big s on on these two glass double doors it's incredible and that's what i mean when i say sometimes god lets me catch his hand at work because i i didn't expect any of this to happen i didn't i didn't see it all coming and so so let, please let me let me explain something. Why am I sharing all this from the pulpit today instead of just reading scripture to you and sharing good Bible story and good Bible preaching? See, because in my heart, I believe that the word of God is alive and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. Amen? And so, so does that sound like something whose words remain in a dusty book on a shelf waiting for you to go and open it and give it a try? Or does it sound like something that's a little more alive, a little more everyday life for us? Right? So you see, the, uh, you have to understand and see for yourself that the word of God is alive and active in everyday life. And that's why I take this time to just share this with you. Because, listen, you can't kill the word with your disbelief. You can't water it down with your doubt. You can't make it irrelevant with your busy life. You can't substitute it with other belief systems. You can't. You can't be, I'm a Capricorn and I'm, no, it's the word of God is alive. And what God says is what's for me, not what some astrologist says for me amen it's not a fortune cookie it's not a, 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 a zodiac sign it's not it's none of that you can't you can't water it down with other belief systems the word of god is alive and active you can't escape the weight of it by not reading it some of you think i don't read the word so i'm good no you can't escape what's in it by not reading it you can't ignore it you can't run from it you can't hide from it i'm trying to show you that god is in your everyday life accept it and make use of it because even in the little things god it matters to him and and that's really what i want you to see that in the little things it matters in every area of your life it matters to god and first corinthians 4:20, yes a scripture believe it or not it says the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. I love the way the message puts it. It says God's way is not a matter of mere talk. It's an empowered life. Come on, that should have got an extra amen. It's not a, I think Christians talk too much. Amen. 
I think Christians talk too much, and that's why nobody wants to listen because they're always talking. I'd rather show somebody an empowered life, and if they ask me, I'll tell them about it. Amen? And that's the kind of people I want to run with. That's the kind of church I want us to be. I don't want us to be that kind of church that wants to hit everybody with scripture and knock them. No, look at my empowered life. Look at God's favor in my life. Look at doors opening and look at windows shutting and look at things happening in my life. Come to me, ask me why, and I'll tell you why. Amen? God's way is not a matter of mere talk. It's an empowered life. So if I take a Sunday every now and again to share sometimes in my life or in the life of others, it's just so that you can identify and understand this relationship that God wants with you is more than accepting a list of rules. It's more than, than all the thou shalt nots. Stop looking at the word of God as a rule book that have things you can't do. Look at it as the things that God wants you to do. And the things that he wants to do for you. Amen? It's so easy and we have such a messed up. And that's, let me tell you, that's the enemy's plan since the beginning. When he told Eve, surely God didn't say you can't eat from the... It was right from the very beginning. He wanted to put that exaggerated picture in your minds that, oh yeah, God has a bunch of things that we can't do. Look at the beginning. There was one thing he didn't want them to do. Everything else was be fruitful and multiply. What did he tell them? Have sex and enjoy it. Eat anything you want and enjoy it. Enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. Stay away from that tree. That's all. Compare everything, all the freedom and liberty in Christ to the one, just stay away from that tree. And the biggest downfall is when we go and hang out by the tree. Having all the forest and garden to, to do, we hang out by the, the flipping forbidden tree. What are you doing here? It's good for you that there was a snake. No wonder there's a snake talking to you there. That's the one place you had no business being. Amen? Come on, apply that to your lives and say, mm, mm. Woo! See, I want you to understand and identify that relationship. It's more than what you wear to church or how you act on Sunday or, or what people tell you you should be and shouldn't. You shouldn't. Don't wear a hat and don't wear this and a tattoo or an earring or a piercing or a suit or jeans. or Come on. It's so much more than that. God is, God is so not interested in all of that. He wants to see us walk an empowered life. Amen. So many, can I tell you how many people have left this? It's really sad. Have left this congregation because, because they come here and our worship team takes their shoes off. And sometimes they worship barefoot. And sometimes they worship with hats on. And sometimes you might notice a tattoo or two sticking out of their arms when they play a guitar. And people leave. Sad. Sad. It's so sad. And I say it's all right. There's, there's churches for everybody. Amen. Every church don't have to be the same. And so we're not going to judge another church that that's, has their game tight. Amen. Because there's people that enjoy that. And so good for them. And we pray blessings on them. And we pray that God moves just as strong, but in their, in their way. Amen. And that's good. And so please don't ever think that I'm downplaying any of those churches. No. I, I just believe there's places for us all. There's a watering hole for each of us. Amen. This happens to be my stilo. Our stilo. And I thank God for it freedom amen first corinthians 2 3 paul paul tells 
tells God's people around them, he says, I came to you in weakness and in fear and with much trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with the demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. Amen? That's what I want the pulpit ministry here to be. It has to be, I don't want you to be impressed with anybody that stands back here. I want you to always look at, not, not the messenger, but the message. Amen. That's what should matter. Say amen. amen. So is it okay for me to share about our, my human weaknesses, about our human weaknesses, so that your faith cannot be built up on man's wisdom, but on God's power? Amen. Paul goes on again later to say, in 2 Corinthians 12, I'm ending with this. He's talking about another weakness that God puts on him. Uh, a thorn in the flesh. Some translations say it was a messenger of Satan that God gave Paul. Check that out. And Paul talks about it. He says, three times I called upon the Lord and I besought him. I like the, that word, right? It's cool. And, and about this, and I begged that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace, my favor, my loving kindness and mercy is enough for you. It's sufficient against any danger. It enables you to bear the trouble manfully. For my strength and my power are made perfect, are fulfilled, are completed, and show themselves most effective in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly glory in my weakness, in my infirmity, that the strength and power of Christ the Messiah may rest, yes, may pitch a tent over and dwell upon me. So for the sake of Christ, I am well pleased and I take pleasure in infirmities, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in perplexities, in distresses. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Hallelujah. I wanted to share this with you all today. My wife encouraged me to share this with you all because many times we have a week like that week. I know I'm not the only one having weeks like that. See, and a week where it seems that we're so far behind on where we should be. We're so tired, so exhausted that you just want to give up. It might be that Friday for some of you. You might be at that very point in your lives right now today. But would you turn to somebody and say, Monday's coming? Monday's coming. And this Monday could be the very day that God allows you to see his hand at work in your life. It could be, and it's always there. Even when you don't see it, God's hand is there. Don't, don't get it twisted. But, but this Monday could be the very day when you, God goes slow motion and allows you to see his hand in your life. This could be the Monday when you get to see the awesome power of God's word come alive in your life. It could be Friday. It could be the bills are due. The car is falling apart. The marriage is on shaky ground. The kids are out of control. But God's team is on schedule. And Monday could just be harvest time. Amen. If you won't quit. If you just come through it, 
The season is coming where God has an entire team moving on your behalf, moving with plans for you, and the marriage will become unshakable, and the car will be repaired or replaced, and the debts will be paid in full, and the kids will be blessed and be a blessing. I'll never look at Mondays the same way again. Amen? Galatians 6, 9, last verse. And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and in doing right. For in due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap if we do not loosen or relax our courage and faint. Tell somebody, Monday's coming. Now listen, I remember uh, in, in some movie, and I, I think it's true this happens, um, those in the armed forces could, could let me know afterwards, don't stop me now because I'm on a roll, but in, during boot camp, I think it's the Marines or the Special Ops or one of those guys, during boot camp, they're, they're, every time they gather together, there's a bell in the front of them. And I saw it illustrated in a couple of movies. I couldn't think of where, so I couldn't bring it. But there's a bell. And after every day of boot camp, you know, boot camp rigorous training, just where, where people are just breaking you down. The drill sergeants are, are tearing you up, right, all day long, talking in your face, right? So do you can't do this. You're nothing. You're... I, I couldn't personally take anybody screaming in my face like that. But, but amen, these men do it, these women do it too, and they get through boot camp. But there's a time in boot camp where the drill sergeants are looking at those that are weak or those that have, that have, have stumbled a lot, that are having a hard time, and they start encouraging them. Come on, you know you want to ring out, quit. You know you want to quit. Today's the day for you to quit. And they're encouraging them to quit. And a lot of times under that pressure, one or two of the soldiers, the, the recruits, they step out and they start walking toward the bell. And all they got to do is ring that bell and then they're sent home but but an awesome thing happens as they're heading toward that bell the other soldiers start encouraging them the other soldiers start rising up saying don't do it don't do it private stop stop you can do it and as they're walking toward the bell other people are grabbing them and saying no don't do it don't do it don't quit don't quit we're almost done. We're almost through this thing. Don't quit. Church, can we can we have a session like that? Can we end like that today? Here's, here's, here's how I want to do it. I don't have a bell. I don't want to be all dramatic and emotional. But if you've ever, if you if you're at that season in your life right now where you're like almost at the where you just all you need is one more thing to happen and you'll quit. If that's you, would you be bold and just stand? And it's all right. It's all right, though. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody. You're at a point where you say, man, I'm just, if, if, I, if this something don't happen, if Monday don't come, I'm just going to quit. I can't keep on like this. I can't. I can't. My marriage, my relationship, my kids, my finances, I just, I'm just at the point where I'm just going to ring the bell and tap out and I'm out of this thing. Now, those of you sitting, I'll give you another 30 seconds to really evaluate that in your life. Don't lie to yourself. Don't cheat. Here's the bell. It's not the same as the one in the military, but we understand. I assume theirs is a little bigger, a little more masculine. But you could be at the point where, 
All you got to do is hit that bell and you're out. And you say, that's it. The Christian life ain't for me. I, I'm tired of struggling. I'm tired of doing this. I'm going to be all about me. I'm going to be all about myself. And I'm just going to take care of mine and do, do whatever I want to do. I'm tired of living this way. And, and you're, you're at a point that you're, you've been praying. You've been asking. You've been trying to do something. But you just want to quit. And that's you. You're standing up right now. Me personally, I wouldn't let any of you get near this bell. When he showed me the bell, I got scared. I said, I don't, dare, I don't want them to actually have a bell. Somebody might make it up here and quit. We're not going to let you quit. You got to get all the way past the worship team if you're going to quit. Let's put it back here. And I'm, I'm praying and authorizing Larry to knock you out before you get... <laughs> that far and and we'll pray for the concussion that he's going to give you and you'll be healed and and god will do miraculous things in your life but listen to me listen to me saints would you just kind of just put a hand in the in a, in a direction don't touch anybody because because some people get weirded out by that just put a hand in the in the direction of somebody that's standing and can we just start to say encouraging words can we just start to build each other up can we just start to say don't quit in Jesus name don't give up because your due season is coming I don't hear you praying can we start praying come on it's not about me come on can you start praying can you just start encouraging those people around you this is serious some people want to quit on their on their lives on their walks on their on their marriages some people want to quit do you understand the the severity of this Would you just start to cry out and say, listen to me, I know what you're going through, but I've been there and God has delivered me. And if he can deliver me, he can deliver you. And if he can do that for me, he can do it for you. I've seen him do it again and again and again. God is never late. God has a scheduled team working on your life right now. Would you just start to pray? Come on, pray, saints, pray, please. That's right. Start to pray. Start to pray. Come on. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. In a moment, the worship team is going to do warfare over their lives. We're going we're gonna to stop that. We're going to just thwart the enemy's plans on everybody that wants to quit on something. Because God said, I, I have plans to prosper you. Plans, plans not to harm you. Start to pray. Start to pray. Come on. Come on. Father, for every, every soul that's standing right now, Lord God. Father, I pray a deep revelation of your worth. Father, that you would give them, that you would let them see you the way, the way you the way you see them, God. Let them help them help them to see themselves right now the way you see them, Lord God. Father, we stand in the gap for marriages. We stand in the gap for every kind of, of relationship that you've ordained, Lord God. A mother and a father, Lord God. Between a father and a son. Between a mother and, and her daughter, Lord God. We, we ask you right now that this would be a season where you turn their hearts back toward each other. Right now, Lord God. Right now, Lord God. 
Father, let us hear in the spirit, Lord God, the work of construction crews, building and tearing things down. Show them those areas in their lives they need to, they need to tear down. Show them the walls that ha- are keeping them from intimacy. Show them, Lord God, the walls, the habits that are keeping them from breakthrough, Lord God. Show them every area of their lives that weakens them. Reveal it right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless.